Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Live and die on those feelings. We also said love does not keep score. So if you if you are in a relationship and all you do is keep score on one another and just hold on to that grudge until you want to use it later on, that's not love. That's not love. We talk about love is not lust. Lust will tear us apart. Lust will tear our, what this concept of true love is all about because it all goes back down to that what? A feeling. And then we said love is not identity. We, say, we, we, we said that some people, they fall in love and they lose who they are. They lose who they are. Matter of fact, sometimes people, uh, we said do not neglect a human relationship um, and don't neglect your personal relationship with Christ as well. Because what happens sometimes, especially with, uh, you know, people that are really wanting love, they want love so much. But then when they have a taste of this concept of love, they lose their relationship with Christ because they put their identity in a person and not in the one. So we have to understand that love aren't these things. And love, we said love is commitment. Love is a grind. Love is trust. And love is grace and forgiveness. And we look all of these things through these practical verses here in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8. It says, like, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor one another. It does not, it's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It doesn't keep no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in what? Truth. It is always protects. It always, it always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. Today, I'm going to talk about a con- another concept of love that we kind of kind of brushed over last week. If you didn't watch last week's message, I challenge you to go on YouTube and watch last week's message. I think it was good to really impact what we're going to be talking about the next two weeks um, in this what is love concept. And today, we're going to talk about phileo love. Phileo love. Phileo love in the, in the scriptures, it means a type of love that is with friendship. Friendship. Friendships are so important in our life. And, but if we don't understand how to really um, um, do friendships the right way, friendships can become toxic. I don't know about you. I had some toxic friendships before. And it doesn't matter if you are if you're 18 years old or, or 54 years old. We have to have to know this concept of friendship, because if we don't know what love is in the concept of a friendship, man, it's going to really direct us in places we don't want to go. We said, you know, in, it, it's brotherly love. In Phileo it's Philadelphia. The, you know, it, it kind of goes right there and it expresses this close warmth of friendship, sometimes even to the point that it becomes brotherhood. It becomes like you're actually siblings. We see in scriptures, as we talked last week, this concept of, of phileo love identified in Jesus' life when he, when he wept with Lazarus, his friend. His, his friend Lazarus died, and it said Jesus wept, and this concept of love that he had for Lazarus brings out this phileo love that we're going to be talking about today. This love is so important to us because it really brings this concept of you and me. Not only about friendships, but how we identify with each other. How we identify with, with, with uh, you and me as we walk this daily walk. In Mark chapter 12, verse 31, it says this. And second is this, you shall love your neighbor 
as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. John chapter 13, verse 35 says, but all this by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. When was the last time you said, hey, I want to outdo you in honor? Let's have a competition in honor. No, we don't do that because sometimes if we don't get our way or we don't like the outcome of it, what do we do? We bash people. I do. Can we be real? Because if I don't get my way, I turn into a little baby sometimes. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have treated me that way. But we have to understand that this phileo love that God identifies through the Bible, if we really, really activate it in our life, our relationships with friends, and not only with friends, but with one another, we can show the world this kind of love. Because there's the thing. Somebody is looking to you for truth. And if, we're, if, if there's no truth in the world, we're only going by people's opinions and how they feel, and that is not good, okay? So God is calling us to be disciples, disciples of truth, of his word. So we need to show people how to love one another. Uh, how about this? Um, you know, I, I understand this kind of love of friendship and brotherly affection. It might not um, it, it might not it might hurt some people because you might have been backstabbed as, a, you know, from a friend. Anybody been there before? Like you gave your all to this person like you, you're like, brother, you know, you're there. But then they backstab you or talk trash about you. Can I get an amen? amen. People are crazy. So now you say amen. All right. It's hard to identify this love because sometimes this love is attached to a pain in our life. Sometimes it's hard to really, really go all the way in phileo love because we know that there's a, there's a risk in love. There's always a risk in love. But that doesn't mean we stop loving. The risk matters because at the end of it, when we do it right, it's something beautiful, but there's always a risk. So then there's those people like, I'm never going to love anyone. I'm going to be by myself, 67 cats, and, you know, and give me Netflix and we're good. I love me. I get that. But God has wired us for relationship. He, he, let's go to the, to the beginning of the book, Genesis. That's the beginning of the book, okay? Adam was there. Matter of fact, Adam had everything he wanted. He was naming animals. Lion, bear, you know, cheetah, anteater. You know, like, he was naming all of them. He had everything he wanted. But what did, what did God do? He gave him woman. Because he said, man can't be alone. He needed relationship. And when, he, when, Adam, saw, um, when Adam, saw Eve, <laughs> Adam saw Eve, he was like, whoa, man. There you go. Dad joke. Dad joke. Thank you. Three people. Whoa, man. And all the, all the young people are like, this dad. <laughs> we need relationship. Relationship is important. But we need to do it the right way. 
See, this phileo love, there's certain things that phileo love does that we need to portray to the world and actually activate in our life. Number one, phileo love protects. It protects. Love protects each other even when each other when each other's are vulnerable. There's going to be times when we're vulnerable in our life, and we need people to uplift us. We need people to be on our, in our corner. We need people to, 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 to tell us, hey, you know, get back up. Those are those friendships that we need. Our job is to love God, but then love our neighbor. Love our neighbor. And what protection does, this protection of love, it protects people, it, it, it protects them from words. How many of you have been spoken a, a, a nasty word over your life? But phileo love, you know, say, hey, it may, they might be saying that, but guess what? You are not this. It protects with words. It protects with thoughts. Because some people might be thinking something that they think you are, but it's not really. But a, a friend that protects says, hey, no, you are better than this. It, it, uh, it protects your purpose. A, a, a friendship protects your purpose. Let me, let me explain it like this. You need people in your life that are going to protect the purpose on the inside of you. You're going to need people that are going to protect the purpose that is inside of you that God has given you. Psalms chapter 138 verse 8 says, like, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me by his steadfast love, O, o Lord, um, enduring forever. Do not forsake the works of my hand. There's a purpose in your life, but you sometimes need people to protect that purpose. Because you can go vulnerable in your life and you can go doing all on your own, but there's going to be a time where you don't have the answers. And yes, there's, there's God that he's there. He's gonna, he's gonna, he gives us our word and shows us our purpose, but there's going to be some, there, you need some people in your corner to say, hey, let's fulfill this thing. Let's go after this thing. You, you need people to protect your purpose. The purpose on the inside needs to be protected with trustworthy people on the outside. You need those kind of people. In your life. The Bible talks about these two friends and how phileo love actually represented in their life. There's this guy called Jonathan in the, in the Bible. And Jonathan was Saul's, um, Saul's um, son, which was the king of Israel, the first king of Israel. Jonathan and David were true friends. They were, they were true friends. Saul, the king, hated David. He hated David in this, in the, this point of the story because Saul knew that David was going to become the next king. And Saul didn't want to give up his kingship. So he wanted to what? Eliminate David. He wanted to eliminate David. But in essence, what he, he was trying to really do was not really kill David. He was trying to kill David's purpose. Because David's purpose was to what? Be the king. So Saul knew if I eliminated the purpose, then the purpose is not going to be fulfilled. See, there's some people in your life that are going to be purpose killers in your life. They're going to look at you and they're not going to understand your purpose, but they want to diminish your purpose. They, they, there's some people that are going to want to to take your they want to make you feel low, low so they can feel high. We have to be aware of those people. Here's a side note. Be aware enough to let people in, but also be aware enough to let people out that are killing your purpose. 
Some people are some people will not understand the purpose God has for you. There there has to there's this thing called seasonal friends. Seasonal friends. There's some friends that I've had. You know how many best friends I had? A lot. But there's there's the thing. You can't take a seasonal friend into a into your purpose fully because they're not supposed to be there. There's some people in your life that are supposed to be there just for a season. But what do we do? We drag them along and they weigh us down. Just not they're bad people. It's because they're not supposed to be in your season now. But we try. But they're my friend. That's great. I'm not saying to hate this person because once you start hating someone, it really, it, it, it puts a curse on your purpose. No, I'm saying you can love people and love them from afar. Hey, you good? We good? Hey, let me just, let me, let me say this to either college students or just anybody. Everybody doesn't need to be your best friend. Let me, let me say it like this. As you grow up, your, friends, your friendships kind of just get a little narrow. Because here's the thing. With phileo love, it's not abusive love. We have to understand there's people in our life that are not going to understand what God is doing. And sometimes we don't even understand what God is doing. But we need people to encourage us, to say, hey, the way, the truth, and the life is in this word, you need to go after that. You don't need people just directing you in places that the Bible doesn't say that you need to go. Here's the thing. College students, there's a lot of them. If your friends are getting you away from your purpose, which your purpose really is to be a disciple for Christ, if your friends are straying you away from his word and his purpose in your life, guess what? They're not good friends. You, you have to be protected. This purpose that God has, God has such a great plan for your life, but you got to protect that thing. You got to protect that thing. You know what the lie of the enemy is? Oh, I'm young, so I got to experiment things. I got to do things. Yeah, that's great, but guess what is it doing for you right now? We have to protect the purpose that God has, but we have to surround ourselves with people that are going to protect that as well. Saul at one point, Love David. So Saul, the king, loved David at one time. When he was fighting the giant, when he was winning the wars, they were best friends. But then when Saul got threatened by David, then he did the switch up on him. Be careful when people do the switch up on you. When we were, we were, we're boys now, but then... They got a little intimidated by something that happened, and they do the switch up, and they start talking about you. We got to be careful enough to let people in. You have to let people in, but then when people are not in the midst of the purpose that God has for you, you got to let them go, but love them in the same way. See, Jonathan knew that his dad wanted to kill David. He knew this. So Jonathan, being this friend, 
He, he knew that David was to be in alignment, be the next king, and Jonathan took it on himself to protect the dream and the purpose that was within David. See, we see it here in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15 and 18. It says like this, when David was in Horish in the, in the desert of Sif, well, I don't know what that means, um, he learned that Saul had come to take his life. And Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David and helped him find strength in the Lord. Verse 17, he said, do not be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay hands on you. He will, he will, you will be the king over Israel, and, and I will be the second to you. Even my father knows this. And the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David went home. And, and Jonathan went home, but David remained there. See, Jonathan knew the plot to kill, to kill David. But John, what, John, what did Jonathan do in this vulnerable position that David was in? It said that he strengthened David's hand in the Lord. It said he strengthened his hand in the Lord. You know what Jonathan became to David in that moment of vulnerability? His hype man. He, he, he became his hype man. He said, David, don't you remember? You're supposed to be the king. You're supposed to, your purpose is this. Get up and, and, and encourage yourself. He became David's hype man and, and reminded David of his purpose in his life. And knowing that, he said, he said even, even my dad knows that you're supposed to be the king. That's why he hates it. We need people to encourage us whenever we feel the most vulnerable. And that's that phileo love in our life. Number two, this phileo love has no prejudice has no prejudice. Phileo love looks past weaknesses and doesn't put a label on you. Prejudice means an, uh, a, a, a preconceived opinion that is not based on a reason or an actual experience. So phileo love does not see color. Phileo love does not see gender. Phileo love does not see a race. Phileo love doesn't see social indifference. Phileo love doesn't, doesn't love you because of wealth. Uh, it doesn't judge. It's a love that gives you this one thing that we're all looking for in life, and that is called worth. Worth. If it's important for God to make you, to create you, to give you breath in your lungs, then it should be important for me to love you. If it, was a, if it was important that God himself woke you up this morning, that means you still have purpose in your heart. That means I, I need to give you that worth and in essence that's giving, that's showing God's love to the world. It doesn't matter what your weakness is. doesn't matter what you have. doesn't matter what label you have. My job as a Christian is to give you filet of love, which is your worth, to show you that you are important. You are important to him, so you're important to me. How do we see this in the Bible? The story of the woman at the well. The woman at the well. Back in those days, the Israelites and the Samaritans did not talk to each other. They, they hated each other. They did not hang out. They hated each other. There was multiple things that should have stopped Jesus in his track from not talking to this Samaritan woman. Number one, she was a woman. 
She was a woman. That, that, that didn't fly a lot of those, in those days. That, that didn't work. She was a different race. She, was a different, she had different morals. There was tension between the cultures, the, the, her, his reputation, her reputation. There was different things that Jesus should not have talked to this lady. But what did he do? Jesus should have given this lady the time of day. But he broke the divisions with what? Love. With love. You see, the story, Jesus looked at this lady and kind of told her all these things that she was doing, but he, he, never, he never downgraded her. But he showed her through the eyes of love things that she needed to change. See, through this interaction, love broke the division between nations. Because if you keep on reading down in that, in, in, in that, in that chapter, that that lady went to her town and told everybody about this love that she found. And it said that multiple Samaritans found Jesus that day. So what can love, what can true love, looking past our indifferences, looking past race issues, looking past all these things, what can true love do? It can change a nation with one person. Looking past, but looking at the person showing love. Maybe instead of us fighting each other for change, we need to become the change that the world needs. Instead of pointing the finger or looking what a news person tells you, maybe you need to become the change in your environment around you. Because Jesus didn't preach a message to the millions. He preached a message to the one. And the one spread the news, and it changed a nation. See, he didn't look at this lady and see all the things that he should not talk to this lady about. But guess what? He did because of love. We need to have this filet of love in our life. And we can't look at our indifferences. We got to go and change us before we try to change anybody else. Look ourselves in the mirror. We got to change for love. Number three, this phileo love, it's tough love. It's tough love. If you, have, if you only have people in your life that's telling you yes, you don't have friends, you have robots. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, go, go, do it. Do what you feel. Phileo love. Phileo love challenges to be the best version of yourself that God has created you to be. Phileo love doesn't enable you to live in mediocrity. It challenges you to grow in your life. You need friends to tell you, let me, if you have notes, this is what you need to write. Everything else was great, but this is what you need in your life. You need friends to tell you no. You need friends to tell you, don't go there. You need friends to tell you, to, to, you need to get up and keep them going. You need friends to tell you, don't quit. You need friends to love you enough for you to not stay normal. Through tough love, God's love shines through that. We see it here with Jesus' relationship with Peter. Peter was an interesting character here. Peter was always the one. He was a hard-headed person. He was stubborn. He always seemed to put his foot 
in his mouth. Peter was always, Peter was the one that always tried to be the number one in everything. You know, all the disciples were like, you know, you know, hey, I think we need to go. No, we need to go this way because I'm the leader. And all throughout the scriptures, if you read it, there was times where Jesus himself had to check Peter. He had to check Peter. He had to tell Peter, you're doing this wrong. He had to challenge Peter, and he had to correct him on multiple occasions. He had to. Why did he do that? Why did Jesus express this kind of love, brotherly love, of checking each other? Why did he do that? It all comes down to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 and 19. And Jesus tells this to Peter. And I tell you that you, are, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. In, in heaven. Jesus knew that Peter's purpose in his life was big in his life. So what did Jesus do? Jesus did not let Peter stay normal. He challenged him. Peter, I know that there's some big things that come in for your life. So as a friend, I'm going to tell you to grow. As a friend, I'm going to tell you that you need to wake up on a Sunday and go to church. As a friend, I'm going to tell you that, that that relationship that you might be wanting to explore, guess what? It might not be the right thing for you. Because I know that there are great things going to happen in your That You need friends like that, that know enough about you that to say, hey, guess what? What you're doing does not align with what you want to be, so you need to stop it. Stop it. There was time after time where, where, where Jesus will embarrass sometimes Peter. How about this one time when they're all having dinner and Jesus says, hey, um, um, one of you are going to deny me. What did Peter do? He got up. He said, whoa, who is it? <laughs> Yo, who's going to deny Jesus? It ain't me. I'm Peter. And then what Jesus said, hey, Peter, it's you, dummy. You're the one that's going to deny me. Well, how did Peter feel? Nah, Jesus, it ain't me. What happened a couple days later? Deny, deny, deny. He challenged him. But then what happens when Peter realized what he did? He changed his life. But you need people. In your life, and it shows the love of Christ that that will push you to what God looks at you, which is great. Jesus and Peter, they had this tough love of one another. I, I, and he said, I want you to go. I don't want you to stay here. You need friends that are going to turn you to God's love. As I close. I know this is not like one of those, you know, everybody's going to lay out in the spirit message. But I was supposed to start a new sermon series today, and it was going to be called I'm Stuck, and we'll do that later on. 
But as I was going on with this sermon series, it was supposed to be just for Valentine's Day, but I really believe God really spoke to me and said, hey, people need to know what these kind of love is. We are are working this kind of love in the wrong way. And and I feel like God was saying, hey, we we need to get back to true love. True love. And this first one is, is phileo love, friendships, brotherhood. The, the way we view each other matters because it really shows the people around us who he is, who he is. So guess what? We need to activate this love in our life. The Bible clearly talks about life without love, and you don't gain anything. You actually miss the main thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 and 13 says, If you speak in tongues of men and an angel, but have no love, I, I am a, a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. And if I have all the prophetic powers and understand all the mysteries and the knowledge, and if I have faith to say to a mountain to be removed, but I have no love, I have nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver my body as a burnt, uh, to be burned, but have no love, I gain nothing. We, we can have the stuff. We can have all the prophetic things in the world. You can run around this, this, this room speaking in 87 tongues, which is great. But you also can't speak in tongues and cuss out the waitress at, uh, at, 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 at Chili's. You can come to me and have all the prophecy. God, hey, I spoke, God spoke to me. That's great. But then you're talking trash about one of your uh, fellow uh, co-workers. That's not love. That means your prophecy don't mean nothing to me. You can, you can go and, and be a martyr and, and do whatever you got to do. But if you do not have you, God can give you all the revelation you want. But if you're a jerk, it ain't love. You gain nothing. I didn't say it. That's what his word says. And if his word said it so clearly that we need to activate love in our life, how true can it be with love for each other where he says hey no greater love is this that we lay down our life for our brother so that means if if you're hurting i need to hurt with you that means if you if, if you're rejoicing let's have a party together that means we have to have enough love for one another that it doesn't matter what indifferences we have. I love you because he loved us first and he died on the cross for us. That's love. Hey, are we going to disagree? Heck yeah, we're going to disagree. But that doesn't mean we don't love. And by us expressing love to each other, what are others going to see they're going to want to be challenged to express that love too. And if you want change in this world, in your life, in your environment, in your households, why don't you switch up the love thing? Why don't you start activating these things in 
your life. It will change your life. It will change our community. It will change our world. But first, we need to learn how to protect each other, protect this, the, the purpose on the inside of each other. We, we got to look past our indifferences and show our worth to one another. And we need to challenge one another. We, we need to challenge one another to grow because being stuck here is not good enough. Being stuck in your addiction is not good enough. Being stuck in, your, in, in, in anything that you're dealing with is not good enough. My job is to say, hey, let's grow. Let's get better. And in that way, we show God's love, his phileo love for one another to this world. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.